0: It's time for the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stress, and I know whether you're starting a small business, you're a solopreneur, or a leader in a large company, you need to collaborate with people. I want to help you make those collaborations fulfilling, productive, and as profitable as possible. So every Monday morning, we'll drop a new podcast episode to do just that. So let's get into today's discussion. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you had a great week last week. I hope you got a lot accomplished at work. And I hope you had some fun, too, while you're at it. So this week, I want to know, which Q are you? So, yeah, sounds like uh, maybe an episode from uh, Sesame Street. We're going to talk about the letter Q. But I want to know, which Q are you? Meaning, the big debate over which Q is more important. So you've probably heard the, uh, the expression, is it intelligence or emotion that really wins out. They say IQ gets you in the room and EQ keeps you in the room. But I know it's just an expression, but let's break it down for just a minute because is that really the only way that you get in the room is just IQ. And does only EQ keep you in there? Now, in a general sense, you know, the answer is probably yes. More often than not, we're starting to hear people say hire for the right behavior traits. We can teach people to do almost anything. It kind of depends if you're a specialist per se, you know, like maybe a nuclear engineer or a lawyer. You can't like that's not an on the job training kind of thing, but let's just assume we got kind of an equal playing field with some of that. So the big question is, which one is more important and when do you need to use that? Because the opposite of that, of the EQ getting you into the room can uh, get you uh, in just as much trouble. If that's not right, I was thinking about the ideal team player from Patrick Lencioni and where they talk about the lovable slacker is one of those areas where you've got somebody who's a super nice person, a good, basically a good politician at work. It's like it's like really hard to hate them, And uh, but they don't produce any results they're just likable. So on the one sense, you can say, hey, their EQ is uh, really good, how they get along with other people, but not a whole lot of IQ and certainly not a whole lot of productivity going on. So one of the things that I think about is what I like to call five dogs. And who doesn't like dogs? So I want you to really just think about Five dogs as an expression of the disciplines of growth success. And I talked about those a few weeks back. And to review the five dogs, the five disciplines real quickly, we're talking about strength, conditioning, technique, mindset, and community. And those five things really help you get you where you need to be. And I know it, it sounds more like an athletic kind of acronym or not acronym, but, but an analogy. But when you really think about strength, for example, how much can you really move or how much can you influence? And the conditioning is how long can you keep up a certain pace to get things done? And then the, the technique. Is where you know where you learn things, where you, you know, you're known as a resource. You have the knowledge of what you need to do. And that fourth ingredient of mindset helps you stay focused, helps you stay on track. Even when things go wrong, how do you respond to failures and interruptions and disruptions and all of those things? And most importantly, number five is the community piece, because you really aren't going to do anything all by yourself forever. Even if you're a solopreneur, even if you're a hired consultant, just you're going to work with somebody on some level about something. There's always going to be some kind of community. And then let alone communities in your personal life, as well as your professional life of what you're going to be a part of. So on those, when we talk about IQ versus EQ, meaning, and so just to kind of break down IQ versus EQ, you know, the IQ doesn't necessarily mean like the IQ test of just being a pure genius like Einstein, but the IQ I'm relating to just your overall knowledge of things, how smart you are. If you can figure something out, even if you don't know, do you seek to continue to learn? What are the things that drive learning and discovery? And then the EQ is how do you relate that to other other people? So in other words, like you think, like the Big Bang Theory with Sheldon Cooper, his EQ is is tragic. He does not know how to hang out with people, but his IQ is off the charts. And you probably know some people like that who aren't afraid to tell you how great their IQ is and it kills their EQ. So when you think about these five dogs, these five disciplines of growth success, you could say that number one and number three, that strength and technique are IQ related, meaning you need to know things in order to get those done. And four and five, so when you think about mindset and community, would definitely be EQ related of how you deal with other people. Number two, the conditioning could be half and half because you do need to have some things that really help you understand how to keep your conditioning alive, how to keep being able to produce over and over and over without disruption. But half of that is how you respond to things. So number two is kind of half and half. Before we get too far, I was doing a lot of research and there are a lot of other cues out there to talk about. So the 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 open quotient, meaning how open are you to change, to new ideas, to accepting what others think about. I'm not quite sure how you measure that. I guess you can just, if somebody tells you that or you just happen to work around somebody who is open, um, there's also an adversity quotient, an AQ, of, and, and you think about how you overcome things. So when I talk about conditioning, when I talk about mindset, those are adversity issues. And again, I, and I've said before, if you're a leader, you should expect problems on a daily basis and not just expect them like you know, you're scared of your own shadow or, or, oh my God, I hope something doesn't happen. But I mean, truly expect them and eat them for breakfast as the that, that saying goes. That that's gonna happen. Curiosity quotient. You think about how do things work? Or why do they work? You know, with that one, I think of um, again Patrick Lynchioni. I'm just a fan of the table group and Patrick Lynchioni. So I know I mentioned them in several podcasts, and you really should be listening to them, you know, just like you do here, and you probably do. But the curiosity, you know, they have six working geniuses, and one of them is wonder, which is kind of like a curiosity. So is that a strength? A lot of times, in the way they put it too, is spending too much time wondering people wonder if you're just spaced out if you're lazy and not contributing and you're always daydreaming but if you're doing it constructively like you're just generally curious how does this work and then you go seek to find out you know it is one thing just to stare out the window and say oh i wonder what what's going on here or man that just seems interesting why do they do that but then you never really go on a discovery of that then yeah you probably are daydreaming and wasting time but when you're turning that into action I think that's a huge strength whether you want to call it the the what what they call it the the genius of wonder or the curiosity quotient making it constructive and trying to solve things after being curious is constructive and then another one called the moral quotient the mq obviously that is what kind of character do you have and not only that but do you hang around other people with your character? Do you Are you willing to break some of those characteristics just to get something done? And that's the true test of it. Now, with all that being said, that's a whole lot of cues to get involved with. So I don't want to get confused about that. But I did want to mention those so you can see that there are other cues out there. And if you do research on the cues, so like when I say which cue are you, you can get lost in a lot of them and really not get anywhere but I think everybody resonates with the IQ and the EQ for sure, and which one is better. But I want to also throw in one maybe you haven't considered. So let's talk about a different kind of Q. What about GQ? And yeah, I mean, <laughs> Gentleman's Quarterly Magazine, GQ. I mean, let's be honest. Imagery works. And that magazine is all about you know men's fashion and and health advice and And just all that kind of stuff, you know, obviously very expensive watches and cars and boats and planes and trains and all that, you know, just the whole image thing. But it does. The imagery does work but really only for so long. There's only so many ways that you can just have an outside appearance, but it actually works um, in both directions. So you think about, well, okay, I could wear a fancy suit and I can do all those things. And people can say, wow, look at that person. They must really have it together. But if there isn't some real authenticity behind that, the imagery only goes so far. It's almost like you're, you're showing up fake because it's great to do that, but you can't hang your hat on that. That can't be the end-all be-all of who you are. So, so in the five dogs, if you will, the five disciplines of growth success, how do you show up? Because the, the opposite of that is true. So for example, if I say, oh, well, he's got a very expensive suit and a nice watch and great looking shoes and man, he must really be successful. But the opposite is also true. And this happens to me all the time when I'm dressed a certain way, I'm treated a certain way. And years and years ago, Oprah Winfrey did an entire show on this and it, it all they did was just dress differently and people treated people differently. And that's not even... A hard discussion, like a race discussion. That's just more of just the imagery of what we're talking about. But do you spend too much time in the GQ of the cubes? And I think we all know somebody, whether you have them in your office now or you've known them in the past that are like that. Because the opposite, like I said, is also true. So let me give you an example Mark Zuckerberg always wears a t shirt and jeans and almost all the same kind of t shirt. And I hope to God that if you look in his closet, there's like Twenty of them. I mean, I get it. He's a billionaire, but there's a difference. See, when you already made it, quote unquote, that's just called being ex- ex- eccentric. But if you haven't made it, uh, just go to your next job interview, dressed like Mark Zuckerberg, but a job interview for something like a like a a stockbroker or a, or in a law firm or you know just anything like that, where you say, well, that's just. You know, the way Mark dresses is just indicative of that kind of culture in Silicon Valley and all that kind of stuff. But that's the difference of the imagery of it. People say they don't like to judge, but they do. So think about, you know, in the past, I've also talked to you about creating a great vision, mission and strategy, right? And in the mission portion, I warned about don't make your company mission or if you're an entrepreneur, your own personal mission with your customers about you it's a great story, but if you don't back it up with real substance and make whatever it is about the customer as to what you do, the mission is worthless. It's just self-serving. It's just how many views can you get on Instagram and likes on Facebook and so on. It's fake. And the same thing happens at work when you just have this outward appearance of, I'm just showing up looking the a certain way to show up but there's no substance behind it. But now here's the difference in in this regard. In that you can show up the way you want to be seen, but you have to be before they believe. So let me repeat that again. You have to be before they believe, meaning however you're going to show up, remember I said you have to be authentically you. So in other words, You can dress super nice, but if that's where it ends, everybody's going to know you're superficial. So you can be who you want to be, but you have to really be it. You can't just act like it. You can't put on a show. You have to be that person in every regard, no matter what. So you want to look really good, really professionally dressed, even in an environment where maybe a lot of people aren't. Well, that's fine. But you still have to be authentically you and be a real person. So don't get so wrapped up like the whole GQ of the Q's on the one sense is really just more about being popular and getting the likes that you want. But in in another sense, it does actually serve you because how you show up does matter. It just does. And whoever says they don't judge. Um, The majority of people do, and Oprah Winfrey proved that more than once, that how you show up is it. You know, we've talked about all of them, the the important ones, and which one is more important? Is the I more important than the E? And an easy way to compare is the old saying about leadership. You've had plenty of people tell you about leadership that, you know, what is the difference between managing, being a manager? being a leader and just about everybody will say the same thing you manage things and you lead people and that's very true but then we can also say that your iq is about things and your eq is about people you can't emotionally solve the rubik's cube or other quote-unquote thing problems when you really think about it, you, you can't encourage solving a problem and hope that it happens just by being super positive and outgoing. That's not how that works. So to be truly effective, you need to blend when it is you need IQ and when you need EQ. The magic is knowing when to do that. And going back through the five dogs, the disciplines of growth success, you know, we said one and three were IQ. Four and five are EQ, and two is half and half. But that's just the baseline. So how do you blend those? Because even, you know, one and three, so you got strength and technique. You say, well, you don't need any EQ for that. That's a thing you're doing. So you need IQ. You need smarts. You need to know what you're doing, especially in the technique. But couldn't you just as easily say the EQ part of that is the learning of that? How do you learn from others? So in other words, like in in dog number three in technique, if you're going to learn from others, if you are going to have a mentor, well, how you interact with that mentor is critical. And if you're going to be a mentor to someone else. I mean, that's what really helps you hone in your skills when you teach something to others. It's one thing for you to learn some kind of process, but you really master it when you can teach others consistently what that is. And you need EQ for that. So you can already kind of see the blending here of that. And even though on the other uh, perspective, on four and five, so number four being mindset, number five being community. You say, well, do I need IQ for that? Those are just EQ things, right? Well, not necessarily, because you, you know, you talk about community, you still have to go on the same discovery path that you would for your own success. So, in other words, like let's say you're part of a community. Well, you have to have a strength, you have to know things about it, you have to have some technique, you have to have some conditioning if you're going to be in it for a while. So, I'll give you an example. Beyond work, you know, I've told you before, I have my private pilot's license. So I fly small airplanes, you know, nothing large. I always have to quantify that or qualify that because as soon as I say pilot, you might, you know, a lot of people People think jumbo jets and uh, airline pilots, but that's uh, that's kind of a dream <laughs> that probably will not come true. But but think about my involvement in that community. I have a, I go to a meeting every month with pilots, and uh, I interact with some pilots when I'm at the airport and talk with them, and, and and online too. Well, I I still need some IQ. In other words, I have to learn. Oh, the the piloting, it's kind of like the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And, and I'm sure you can uh, equate that to a lot of things in, in your life that you're doing that you think, oh, OK, I got the basics. I get it. And it's kind of it, it's kind of the same for everything. And it's kind of not. And you, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. But how I show up in that community is both EQ and IQ. So, you know, I have to learn. I have to have a strength of what I can do. I have to have technique and learn new things. But I have to have the EQ two different directions. One, to have a, a good conversation with somebody. I mean, you've probably had conversations with people who you can tell are they like themselves just a little too much. Let's just put it that way. We'll be nice about it. They're arrogant jerks. They, they, they no matter what you say, you have somebody in a meeting that no matter what topic is discussed, they have to give input like it's not necessary. Nobody asked them. They're not necessarily contributing to the conversation. They're just kind of saying things to say, I just want to let you know that I know stuff. And and that's kind of an EQ violator, if you will, because it's unnecessary and it doesn't build bonds. And you leave that situation thinking, why is he always got to say stuff, right? So there's an EQ and an IQ balance going on to all these things. So it's not just one or the other. It's how you blend them and knowing when to blend them. And when you really think about some of the most successful people, you know, or whether you read about them or you just know them, if you really start to look at their Behavior, they just have a way about them that makes sense. So, in other words, like think about I was I was listening to a story that Nelson Mandela was talking about. He was actually talking about his father, who was a tribal leader. And his father always, in every tribal meeting, spoke last. And he he really sat there and listened to everybody's contribution and and then spoke at the end. And he did that for a couple of reasons. One, he really wanted to learn from everybody talking. But the other thing was, and he, he he noticed that being the leader and being a tribal leader, you are the leader. If you speak first, what do you think most of your team's going to do? They're going to find a way to agree with you. They're going to find a way to say things that support what you think. So they look good to you also, rather than just, if you throw a prob on the table, you know, pick your, pick your, problem. You know, sales aren't where they need to be. You need a new marketing campaign. You got some HR issues going on. Like maybe you're in a smaller company, you're starting to grow and hey, we need some, uh, we need some human resources going on here, whatever it is. But if you as a leader laid out, hey gang, here's the problem. But then you go on this dissertation on why you think it's a problem and what you think you need to do to fix it. You're going to totally change how your team responds to that. And they're not going to give you their best ideas. They're going to give you your most agreeable ideas. And that's not going to get you anywhere. So when you look at the blending of it, you think about, Mandela's father about speaking last, it does show a couple of things. Number one, it's great EQ because he really values what everybody has to say. The second thing is he gets to quantify it all together but the third thing is then he gets to add his IQ back in because now he can make a great decision or ask great questions or give some wisdom and that just proves the balance of his EQ and IQ. So how often have you done that where you know instinct instinctively what you want to do, but you insert yourself too much as a leader and it kills your your EQ on the team. But you think because you've asserted your IQ as a leader, you need to do that. And pro tip, secret leadership talk here, leaders don't need to know everything. They need to discover everything. They need to be curious about everything, but they don't need to know everything because it's impossible to know everything. Funny how some teams I work with, they say, well, you know what? Whoever's the, the manager, the leader, or the CEO, they should know how to do every job in the company. It's like, well, they probably know close or understand it, but that's not what they're there for. And that's not how you should think. It's, it's the blending of the EQ and the IQ and understanding how one can step over the other. You can be, smartest in the world and never care about people. Or you can be that marshmallow manager and care about people too much and never solve a problem. And it doesn't help. So the magic here with all the cues, if you will, the EQ, the IQ, the GQ is knowing when to dip in and out of each one to be the most well-rounded person you can be. So again, think if you lead people and manage things then your EQ is for people and your IQ is for things. But when you allow, and I mean proactively decide to let your EQ help build your IQ and let your IQ help build your EQ, that's when you become unstoppable. And you can add a little GQ, have a little bit of style, but that's got to be a distant third. But again, let me repeat this. When you proactively decide to let your IQ help your EQ and your EQ help your IQ, that's when you become unstoppable. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and start up your own discussions on the topic of the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. And check out the links in the show notes and give us a rating so we know how we're doing and five stars would be pretty sweet. So until next week, remember, you know you have to get work done with other people, but how you get done work with other people is entirely up to you.